Welcome. To Arcade Audio. I'm Deb. And I'm Peyton. And today's guest is um, related to me. It's my brother, Devin Lynch. Ah! Yeah, iconic. This is iconic. Iconic. Is moment. I don't think you've, have you met Devin before, Deb? No, I just, no. I've just heard so much. I just told Devin, I feel like I know him. Yeah, truly. I was just telling Peyton and Deb that I had just binged their show without watching like half of the film. So I was a little lost sometimes, but I, I'm a cultural kid. So like, I've seen a lot of those films. Um, <laughs> that is I'm amazing. cultural. So I've seen a lot of those that films. I cannot believe you've been listening to, <laughs> to the, to, to our, to our show <laughs> that much in one week. I can't even do that. It's heartwarming. <laughs> it's fun. It's flirty. It's, 30 flirty thriving. That's what I Yes. <laughs> Just watched that yeah. just recently. So good. Love it. So good. I wanted to watch it for my 30th birthday and it wasn't streaming on anything. I really oh. need the DVD. Oh, I actually, baby. I have it. I, oh, yes. I actually. Well, I know it's at home. Yes, it is. Mm. It is. You do have it at home. But I was just watching an interview with the Schitt's Creek cast conducted by none other than Jennifer Garner herself. No what? It's, it's crazy. She's such a super fan, too, and I love that show. If anybody hasn't seen it, go watch it. Love Schitt's Creek. Uh, so, but it's so good. And so she was, like, freshly in my brain because I had just seen that interview. Do you follow her on Instagram? Because she is an absolute delight. No! I follow her on Instagram. She makes, like, little videos, and she just, like... Is she just seems like she's always trying to to have fun, which is the cheesiest way I could have worded that. Yeah. But it's true. She just seems like she's having so much fun all the time. And I'm always just like, how the fuck did Ben Affleck bag her? And like, <laughs> I assume treat her like shit. I hate Ben Affleck. <laughs> but she's just is such a gem. She deserves the world to me. I agree. Um, I agree. She seems like such an oddball and so fun. You should follow her on Instagram. Her content is exactly that. I will. I will. Of course, we all know she's a queer ally because she's uh, Love Simon's mom. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't call him Simon. I call him Love Simon. Yeah, he's Love Simon. <laughs> so, what is it like? As I don't know. Wait, you both, you Devin, you live in Chicago, right? No, I do not. That's the other brother. We have two. Oh, have, oh I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm in Philly. I go to school at uh, the University of the Arts. Um, so, Ooh. yeah. So I'm, I'm in Philly. I'm actually kind of close to the neighborhood, which is like the happening like gay spot in Philly. Uh-huh. Um, so, but it's a lot of fun. I'm a I'm a big city boy. I'm a musical theater major. Um, Yay! Fine. Um, but yeah. So that's that's me. That's a little bit about me. Um, What's it like living in Chicago, guys? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's been pretty quiet here for the <laughs> for the past few months. Crazy. I don't, 
I was going to try to make a COVID joke, and then I've realized there's never been one funny COVID joke ever. Yeah. yeah. I don't, better not. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> it's just never funny. I, like, topical humor is so hard, especially when it's, like, about <laughs> COVID. So I'm just, I'm sorry. I just made, uh, I'm sorry I even said the C word already on this episode. <laughs> Rich, you can cut that out. That's kind of a thing you're doing tonight. <laughs> just telling Rich to cut things when we don't want them. <laughs> um, uh, just to get us started, Devin, um, t- today we're covering the film uh, Rocket Man, which is a biopic about um, Elton John. So first off, um, why don't you tell us um, first your relationship with um, queer films, and then second, how you came to came to watch this film. Okay, 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 okay. So, um, queer cinema has been on my radar, I think, since, well, probably for longer than I know, but, like, I've consciously been aware of queer cinema since, like, high school when I was in bed, like, watching Netflix on an iPad, um, and, uh, I, I think I, my first queer film, I don't know if you guys know this one, but it's the one where, like, he's a magician in high school. Anybody? Does that, has anybody seen that? I um, think I, I would need more details. I don't know. I, <laughs> I cannot for the life of me remember what it is. I just know that he's a magician he's in high school. High school? Um, yeah, whatever. Cover it. F- find it. Watch it. Talk about it on the show. I'm looking it up. I'm going to X out makes of my me think of, It makes me think of Ben Platt in, per, in, pitch, in Perfect Pit or Pitch Perfect. Yeah, you got that. Sorry, I was in an acapella group <laughs> called Perfect Pitch. I always get the name mixed up. Because Pitch Perfect actually stole um, that idea from your acapella group. Um, Exactly. (laughs) Whoa, that's crazy. And Ben Platt stole every single role from me that I should have played. Yeah, the Ben Platt role was actually based on Peyton's life at Towson University. (laughs) (laughs) Peyton's a magician. Um, But I... I also, I remember, like, the one film that, like, really stuck with me um, has a lot of queer themes. It's Connie and Carla. Um, And that was, like, that was what I grew up on. And so, like, I think... Deb, you've got to see Connie and Carla with Tony Collette. It's another movie that I'm like, how have I not seen it? Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Tony Collette and Nia Verdalos, two powerful women. Two Um, women I love so fucking much. Sorry I said that word. I've been saying it a lot. (laughs) But I love them too much. This is now an explicit episode. Oh my God. I used to get in trouble for this, remember? (laughs) Yeah. Our old producer didn't like him. Well, guess what? He's gone now and we have Nikki. You can curse as much as you want with me. (gasps) Thank Thank you. you, Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. Okay. um, So anyway, I, but yeah, queer cinema always been on my radar i'm also really into like queer television um Mm. i i love a good schitt's creek moment i um was like really big about Grey's anatomy for a long time um just just finished just finished i think my third rewatch of Grey's anatomy well yeah a crazy time good for you but but yeah i uh so it's just like it's there. I love it. I appreciate it. I don't appreciate, and I'll get into this later when straight actors are casting queer roles. Um, and that's something too, that's like very new for me. Like, like that's a new idea that I cannot get behind. Um, but it is, it is there and it exists. Um, but yeah, I, Connie and Carla was amazing. Um, 
that's that's the end of the story. <laughs> um, uh, so, so Rocket- why don't you, um, yeah, Rocket Man. So Wait, Rocket I was going to ask real quick: Is there a movie that you two watch together, or that you've ever watched together that you? Um, we're both big fans of the way he looks. Uh, we haven't watched it together, okay. but like those are two. Those are two. I remember watching it in my bed and being and crying. Um, I didn't know you had seen it. I love that movie. I had mentioned it in a car ride one time. I guess you forgot. Um, okay. But, <laughs> okay. Drag me. Yeah, I guess you weren't fucking listening, Peyton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. We watch a lot of game things a lot. Um, like our lives. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm sorry. You can get into Rocket Man now. Rocket Man, Rocket Man, Rocket Man. Um, so I, I'm a big Elton John boy. Uh, I sing a lot of Elton John just like day to day in the shower, in a classroom, anywhere. Um, uh, and my mom is a very big Elton John fan. <laughs> um, also, I would be remiss to like not use this opportunity to plug Peyton wrongfully being snubbed in this film because he should have been playing Elton John. Um, I know. I feel like I look more like Elton John than Taron Egerton does. Okay, absolutely. There's a line <laughs> in the film where he's like, okay, th- and this is going to sound rude, but it's not. Um, he says he's fat. Yes! He says he's fat. He literally he and Taryn Egerton is not fat. There's a whole, there's so much in this film where I'm like, you can tell it's not a true biopic because <laughs> you can tell this is what separates it from a bio a true biopic and a musical reimagination. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, the fact that Taryn Egerton can, thinks that he can get away with being like, what does a what does a fat ugly man like? Uh, <laughs> Obviously, have a chance of being a star, and it's like, I'm sorry, I'm not seeing any of that here. Um, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but I, my mom was a big fan of Elton John, and she was like, "Hey, let's go see Rocket Man." Uh, also, anytime a musical film comes out, my mom thinks I'm interested. Um, she's just like <laughs> automatically. Oh. Exactly, she's like, "Oh, a musical I can go see with my boy." Oh. Um, and is she wrong though? Is she wrong though? She's, Okay, The Greatest Showman, she was wrong. Um, okay, true. <laughs> um, but this one, she was right about. Um, I, went to the, I went to see this movie, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is what magic is. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and also, I just, like, I also think the film just like influenced me in a way where like I completely sprung back into a bunch of Elton John trivia I was just like I I was so wrapped up in like his life and also his music is amazing like it's just the 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 things that he creates is just sheer brilliance and also his lyricist is really great um oh god what's his name again Bernie Bernie Bernie, yeah Bernie Toppin yeah. That was something I, d- I had learned from the movie. I didn't know that Elton John had a lyricist that he worked with. I thought he wrote his own lyrics. I did not know that. So that was something that I had learned. Yeah. Um, the when guy... Of- oh, go ahead. Never. When you think of... No. I was going to say, when I think of Bernie... How do you say his last name? To- Toppin. Toppin. Toppin, I think. Claire McFadden once told me that when she was a kid she had his name scribbled on her journal 
as a child, <laughs> which is the most Claire McFadden thing. This is I love friend that. of the pod, Peyton's ex roommate. Wow. Ex roommate makes it sound like you broke up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love her. No, cool. I miss her. But he's I he's so important. Yes. Oh my god, he's so important. He wrote right. I yeah, I had no idea that Elton didn't write his own lyrics. I thought that was yeah. wild. But it's it's so cool. I mean, not that it's like a spoiler or anything, but that they've had such a strong relationship their whole lives. Yeah. And their friendship is really like the heart of this movie, I feel yeah. like. I think it's yeah. like it could be considered the main relationship. Is it the, mm-hmm. is it the main love story? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Of, of yeah. between friends. Between friends, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's something I think about though with this movie. If you look up all the people in real life, everybody in this movie is so much more attractive than what the actual people look like. <laughs> I I'd like to think I like to think that it's like Elton. Uh, <laughs> I think that Elton <laughs> I think that Elton said, I, this needs to dazzle. And so that, trans- <laughs> yeah. that tra- he was like, I want this to be dazzling. And so that translated to like him just like thinking back on the people in his life and being like, you're going to be pretty. You're going to be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> For the first time in your life, you're going to look sickening. Because, yeah. if, because if you see pictures of Reed... Of what's his name? Um, Reed is so goofy looking. Okay, so really? John, Reed, John Reed is based on a musical agent who is absolutely sickening in the bad way. Um, oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. That's not <laughs> correct. And, and Richard Madden is absolutely sickening in the best way. That is not this guy. This guy is not Richard Madden. No. Yeah, no, no, no. Wait, Listeners, you guys know what he looks like. I don't know why I'm showing you this. <laughs> yeah. He, like, Richard Madden is a man that I would, that, like, he can, I will place his hands across my throat myself. And, oh, my God. <laughs> and, yeah. I was and, just telling Devin how much I was attracted to him in, a, in the movie Ibiza. Have you seen that on Netflix? Oh yeah, he's so cute in that. He's so hot in that, um, and he's a DJ. I'm like, why am I lusting after a fucking after a DJ? DJ? <laughs> he's so sweet in it. I, yeah. What about the fact that it, that IRL Richard Madden w- was dating, started dating a guy after? <gasps> I forgot about that. Oh my god, I was obsessed. Started dating a guy. Who's uh, wait? Sam Smith's ex, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, oh. Isn't that the, like the most satisfying thing when somebody, well, I mean, um, maybe he, he's always been queer and he didn't realize, or he was dating men before he, like he filmed rocket man, but to like the general public, it looks like he just filmed this movie, played gay in the movie, did a really hot sex scene with another man. And then was like, I, I, I get it. I get it. Honestly, so I, I could have had, I could have had more of the sex scene. What? Oh my god! Oh my god! I know the last shot. I was like, "Keep going." That was really good. Yeah, I was like, "Why are you? Why are you scanning up? Scan down." Yes. Okay. Scan okay. Down. Okay. But another, but another tell that it's not a true biopic is that they tried to make me believe Elton John is a top. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh wait, did I? I missed that part. Yes. That, oh, because he was on top in that in that shot. Oh, absolutely. No, you can see, you can see what's happening there. You can see him flip Richard Madden over. Richard Madden's legs are in the air. And like, 
I okay, maybe it's just my brain doing too much inferring, but like I absolutely saw what they were doing. They also I just like <laughs> I just I just cannot believe that the man that sings I'm still standing at the end of the film is a top. I cannot I, I can't believe it. I don't believe that either. Oh, no. <laughs> I think you're right. I because I looked obviously very intently watched that <laughs> scene and saw that shot. But then when they're laying, Elton is back on the bottom. And also, is this ignorant? An ignorant? He question? switch. He can switch. You switch. Or can you switch? <laughs> Are you allowed? <laughs> Are you is allowed? it allowed? <laughs> Once you start, you cannot switch. Yeah. I'll, I'll, allow <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> I mean, just like, is it common? To, to to switch or to be in for, the for men to switch mm-hmm. yes um yeah i would say so okay i think yeah. i think verse top top bottom verse i say undoubtedly it happens all the time it happens it happens every day no it could be your <laughs> brother day, it could be your brother it could be your doctor it could be your pilot it, i've never heard of a gay pilot and i refuse to accept that they exist <laughs> <laughs> Any of them could be top, bottom, or switch verse. Yes, yes. Okay, I, I think I think that Beverly Bass is absolutely a gay pilot. Beverly Bass, who is the one who landed in Newfoundland and is heavily <laughs> featured in Come From Away the Musical. There's no way she's not a flaming lesbian. I love that so much. That is such a deep musical theater cut. I love that reference so much. You're you can depend on Devin for some deep musical theater cuts. I've never seen that show and I've always wanted to. Um, speaking of musical theater, I feel like this movie was a better movie musical than um, Bohemian La La Rhapsody. Land. Oh. I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody, but definitely La La Land. I also did not see Bohemian Rhapsody. Absolutely La La Land, because at least we get some gay sex in this film. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that makes it a better movie musical. Yes, yes. It's also just like visually striking and... We, I would be remiss not to mention the family's number, I Want Love, where, oh. Bryce, where Bryce Dallas Howard gives us one of the greatest sung lines ever. She literally <laughs> says, in an accent, I want love on my own terms. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so the only, the only American cast member, she's, she's like, I will sing in a British accent. I I, how do we feel about Bryce Dallas Howard being cast as a British woman in, with black? I, I feel like they were going for gay icon vibes. Like, she's I, obviously a gay villain, but she is so iconic in this role. I would not I have like Bryce. Sorry, 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 go ahead. I would not oh, we love any. Bryce. We stand Bryce in this I, house. I would literally not have it any other way. Literally, the one the one mistake Bryce Dallas Howard has ever made is coming on replacing Rachel Lefebvre in the Twilight <laughs> series. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I'm watching the Twilight series right now. And when she came on, I was like, when did this switch yeah. to Bryce? Because no one, no one can do it better than Rachel in that instance. But I do, like... Right here, I think she lives in this sort of British black-haired body. I think. Oh, I think she looks good with dark hair. She does. She really. I does. thought her casting was so random, but yeah. I she was good. I like Bri- <laughs> I like Bryce. I think her. I also I, love her aged makeup where they like like swole her face i was like that looks real and yeah she is working it she is working like vindictive (laughs) mother jealous of your success i have a theory i have a theory okay so this 
fun fact of trivia, this movie was being planned for two decades, crazed. Um, but I think that um, as the as the idea evolved, I think that um, I think that Elton John sat down one night and he and he watched Forrest and like did a triple feature. I think he watched Forrest Gump. I think he watched um, Across the Universe, and I think that he watched uh, Glitter, starring Mariah Carey. And he said, "I can do this." He said, I have an idea, I can do it, and it's gonna be about me. Um, and I just it does I, have such strong across the universe vibes. It's it so across the university. I never yeah. realized that. That is such a hot take, Devin. But 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 in such a good way. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, exactly. I love across the universe. I also think I oh I love across the universe. Evan Rachel Wood, um, nobody does it like her. Um, but I <laughs> I think that um also they Bryce Dallas Howard ages the same way that Sally Field ages in Forrest Gump, little by little. Ooh. And like first it's subtle and then it's all at once. Like we see, like yeah. she is. <laughs> um, so that's, that's how I, that's what I see. That's uh, how Devin sees it. And so. Gemma Collins as his grandmother. Oh, uh, so good. Oh, I love her. Uh, she's, she's the mom in Bridget Jones's diary and she's mm-hmm. so good in this. She's so she's sweet. She's so good. She's like, you've always been shy. <laughs> I think if I'm not, I think I've talked about Gentleman Jack before on the show. The yeah. The show, she, she's in Gentleman Jack too. And she's oh, so nice. She's in a million things. She's in, she's in Harry Potter too. For uh-huh. our listeners. She's like the nurse in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's right. <laughs> um, I'm so uh-huh. glad that, I'm so glad that you told me that Richard Madden is like suddenly or like not suddenly queer, but like, I mean, it seems it was kind of it was kind of under the radar. Like there was no announcement made. They were just like they're showing up together, holding hands, blah, 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 blah. It was really nice. Well, I because I I had almost written this instance off as like one of the very cruel but like very gratifying things that Hollywood does when they like cast a very attractive straight man in like a role where I can really see him just like make out with a man and um and get it up the ass like um Army <laughs> Hammer um, that's cool what they did to me there um James McAvoy has done some gay stuff and like that was also cruel because I'm just like. <laughs> laying in bed and I'm like, damn, like Hollywood really is doing this to me. But, um, but I'm glad that like, that's not the case. Um, I, I was, however, upset that Taryn, Taryn Egerton, uh, Ed, Ed, I don't know. Egerton. Egerton, there you go. Um, was like, I'm not gay, but like, I do support my gay friends. And I'm like, I'm oh my great. God. it's great that you support your gay friends, but like, uh, it's it's heinous that you did this film because I am now like watching this entire performance and I'm like, damn, he's absolutely killing it. But I'm also like, oh, you're not gay. So that's how I feel. Yeah. Oh my God. I love the kid that plays um, the little Elton John. He's so he's cute. He's so cute. When he sings the bitches back, it is. Yes. I was like, I was like, we stand this child singing the bitches back. I, yeah. I was like, yes, the bitch is back. Yeah. <laughs> I, created, I created like a list of queer moments in this film, like in my process of note taking for this. <laughs> I watched this film four times. Um, you're welcome. Oh my um, God, because you wanted I, to? I hope I so. Mean, partially, partially, yes, partially that, but also because I wanted to come on and like have an idea of what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> so I, and, and like, 
as I was creating this list of queer moments, like at the top in all caps was the bitch's bag. Some sung, <laughs> sung by like an eight-year-old Elton John. Like that is, <laughs> there is nothing like it. And he is also, there's, there's a look that he gives in that first scene that he appears where he's, where Elton is like recounting all of the traumatic memories of childhood. And he's like shaking his head. No, like, I cannot believe you have strayed this far. And then he's like, don't worry. I'm going to bring it home with the bitch's bag. And then <laughs> like, let's, he literally starts the story as if he is the narrator in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream. <laughs> <laughs> he literally comes in. His The Bitches Back is the is whatever that song is. Like every story is a love story or whatever. Um, anyway. That's from Aida. <laughs> oh, I love Aida. Um, they're, all, they're all the same. They're all the same. They do the same. I haven't seen that so long. These references are absolutely killing me. Um, like stuff I have musicals I haven't thought about in years. But the the beginning of this film is like gorgeous. Like it it's I think it sets the film up in a really great way. I because I think that later in the film it does get a little like okay we're we're really we're really stretching all of this out and we're really going to live through all of his trauma um but yeah i think that i think that the movie has a really strong beginning because it it is such a musical and it like does lean into these like musical conventions which really sets it apart from other biopics and then in the second half it really leans on a lot of things that biopics genuinely do like it gets like more serious which is like that is elton john's trauma and that's like what he went through but it does it i was almost hoping for it to lean a little more musical like like have the trauma be a little i don't know if that's kind of bad to say but like have it be expressed in in a musical way that that sort of um echoes the the um you know the feeling that we got from like the the first half of the movie yes i agree i think i think there's a lot of because the first i will say the first couple songs do feel a bit contrived it's like okay we are kind of shoehorning this plot into like elton songs um but yeah. i like but i also think that 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 feeling is really important in like leaning into the world that is being built um because i think that like the awareness that that is happening and like the um the sort of because we're getting so much of it and like, because it sort of feels contrived, we can kind of lean in because it's like, that is the gig for this film. Um, And I will say the music numbers in it are like visually stunning. I I think that, um, I think that there are some like really great images being created. I love the like foreshadowing of him, like discovering sexuality that happens in Saturday Night's All Right. Like he literally has this iconic Um, moment where he circles with like a male dancer and like they, they like share this look and it's, it's barely nothing, but it's like, Oh, like we're, we are, we have like little clues within these numbers of like story happening and story like being like moving forward. And I think that that is, um often tricky to navigate in biopics specifically like i feel like with um musical biopics that like profile a um pop star or a rock star or like a big musical figure has like story and then like here's a number that they sang that they were famous for doing and then here's some more story or like we're gonna have this scene and you're gonna project that thing that happened in this scene into this number i think this film does a really great job of like 
thing is like story is happening in scene, but there's more story happening here when like, uh, this is a huge part of his life. So we're going to show you that what happened in this huge part of his life through this song. Um, I think they do that really well, just like as, and that's just like really great, like storytelling within musical film that doesn't happen a lot in like films in the genre. Damn. That was well said. <laughs> you and Peyton. That reminded me of a Peyton take. <laughs> it's almost You're as if we grew up in the same house. What? Like, oh my gosh. What are the I'm curious about the rest of your list of other queer moments that you loved. Okay. Okay, okay. So the wardrobe. Um, and obviously it's like based on like actual Elton wardrobe, but also just like the entire wardrobe of the film is like super camp super like extravagant and dazzling there you go elton um and uh and it just like feels it's it feels like a celebration of identity like within the um wardrobe um which i i really appreciate when that like when the design of the film like really just like well establishes the world that it's in um when little Elton conducts a full ass symphony orchestra in his bed, <laughs> oh, I that is love that scene. That is such a gay moment. I think I've, <laughs> I, I think the Peyton, I think the Peyton and I have both conducted some symphony orchestras in our bed before, um, as children. Um, as they do. <laughs> he, literally, that scene has fireworks. He's in a bow tie. Um, like it's it's very gay. Um, he's, got, <laughs> he's conducting with a flashlight. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, when Little Elton sings, the bitch is back. Obviously, when and I think when Bryce Dallas Howard sings that lyric, and I want love, but also, <laughs> <laughs> but, but also when El, when Little. I mean, teen Elton at this point, it's kind of like Frozen. We have a little Anna. We have a bit, we have like a teen Anna. But so, or Fun Home, for all you musical fans listening to my uh, musical lore. Frozen um, and Fun Home, you said in under 30 seconds in the same <laughs> sense. I you. Frozen, Fun Home, Rocket Man are all companion pieces. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a it's a trilogy series. This is the hottest a... takes that you will not hear anywhere else. <laughs> These are original yeah. thoughts. <laughs> there's a moment in there's a moment in I Want Love where little Elton, like I mean sorry, teen Elton for the listeners, I don't want to confuse you. Um teen Elton <laughs> sings like belts, like in the middle of the song, I want love. Like in the middle yes. of <laughs> in the middle of all of his family singing very quietly, little Elton is like, "I love," and that's a very queer moment. Um, oh my god! When he's audi- when he's auditioning for the music school, and he plays the exact same song that the 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 instructor played, and she's like, "Why'd you stop?" And he was like, "That's where you stopped. That was very queer." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think just like Elton's childhood was very. Um, Okay, also, but a moment that also took me out of like, this is not a biopic, this is a reimagination, is when Teen Elton suddenly has a voice drop. Like, he's like singing sat- the beginning of Saturday Night's All Right with like a growl, and I'm like, okay, I'm taken out again. Like, <laughs> I don't believe that he just suddenly has a baritone voice. Um, 
But anyway, uh, I also think another, okay, one of the most slept on performers in this film is, um, wait, 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 I'm finding her name. I have it written somewhere. Um, one of the most slept on performances in the film. <laughs> Sorry. Is, Rachel Muldoon as Kiki D singing Don't yes. Go Break My Heart. <laughs> she, he sounds like her. She, if, I know. Like her, she sounds like her. I love that song. The yeah. look the look that she gives the producer when Richard Madden and Elton get into that closet. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> you know, like, she's you. an ally. She's an she ally. She is an ally. She literally is like, you two have fun. <laughs> <laughs> She also sings like the greatest lyric, which is "You take the weight out of me." Yeah. <laughs> wow. um, but also that moment where Richard Madden like absolutely takes Elton into a closet is very reminiscent of one of my favorite gay sex scenes in a film, "Wet Hot American Summer" between Bradley. Yes, Cooper. Oh, I too. Bradley Cooper and what's his name? I literally would watch that. That's literally my favorite gay sex scene in a movie. Is it Michael Ian? Yeah, Michael Ian Black and um, oh, Bradley Ian. Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, oh God, it's so unreal. It's so like, sweet. It's like 10 seconds of like absolute lust happening in a closet and can't, um, which is any boy's dream. Yeah, um, <laughs> any girl's dream too. <laughs> with, with, a, with another girl for me. <laughs> um, also, whenever Elton meets a new man, I know y'all know what I'm talking about. He gets this thing that I like to call shifty eyes. He like he. I'm gonna do it for Deborah and Peyton, so not everybody is gonna get this. But um, he like does this thing where he's like, and he like yes. he, he that's he, gay. That's gay. Yeah, that's gay. that's gay. <laughs> that is literally simulated sex. That's my homo. <laughs> Yeah, when yeah. he leans in, when he leans in for that kiss with Bernie Toppin, and then and then oh. he leans away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's. Literally- I want. I want to know if that actually happens. I think it did. Yeah, <laughs> well, there, there had to be a moment where Elton, because they're so close, like yeah. there had to be a moment, when, and he was just figuring out, like figuring yeah. out that he was gay. Yeah. I feel like it had to be real, but I love how quickly it was resolved and that it didn't become this whole thing and this big yeah. awkward thing. Yes. It was awkward for one second, but like they were such good friends and Bernie yeah. was, it was like quickly moved on. And he on. was like, I do yeah. love you. I do love you, yes. Elton. Yeah. yeah. Also, Bernie isn't queer, but that moment where he's like, I want to be a cowboy. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's a very queer moment. Um, also, I, Bernie's lyrics are so queer. Bernie's lyrics yeah. are so queer. Literally, <laughs> I, I have I have so many Elton John songs in my book. I just purchased Tiny Dancer the other day because I love how it is sung in this film. It is sung as an unrequited love on my own anthem. Um, and it's just like so good. Um, it's it's happening at um, Mama Cass's house because there's a party at Mama Cass's. I wish uh, they would have hired an actress just to play Mama Cass for one second. I, I know. W- I wanted to see her. I wanted to see her so badly. I oh, love Mama Cass so much. <laughs> Me too. Me too. You know what? They were thinking about cat- casting. They were thinking about casting Maddie Balio, but they were like, she's a mezzo belter and Mama Cass is a true alto. Um, and they were going to have her sing in the movie, so that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was actually going to be the one singing Tiny Dancer to Elton, like guiding him, <laughs> guiding him through her bout with Unrequited Love. Yeah. 
Um, and <laughs> that was cut, sadly. Um, this is a whole other movie that I would pay just as much to that see. Was, that more. was sadly that was sadly cut because they couldn't find a true alto. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and that's that's how it, that's how it came to be. Um, so party at Mama Cass's house just like was a queer moment for everybody. I think that like there was gay panic and excitement in the audience when that line was uttered. Um, uh, okay, when Elton calls his mom and is like, "I'm gay for this man," and he 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 lists his triple threat skills. He says, "I'm a poofer, a fairy, and a queen." Um, and I think that like is my new Instagram bio. Um, so. <laughs> That's a good uh, that's, it gets to the point. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets to the point. He said, "I'm a poofter, a fairy, a queen," and he says it like through a clenched jaw, and that's a cruel, gratifying moment of a straight actor. Um, <laughs> absolutely wrecking me. Um, yeah. I also, uh, I let's talk about Elton's father, shall we? Ooh. I. Okay. Elton has mommy issues and daddy issues. Yeah, like oh. equally real bad. Boy, does he. I'm just glad that they gave that Fred from a Muppets Christmas Carol is still working. Because <laughs> that's who it is. That is. That's who oh it is. Oh my God. I need to it look is, back at it now. It is Fred from a Muppets Christmas Carol. And I discovered that because I was like, that's a familiar face. I don't know what I know him from. And I was like, <laughs> I think. I was like, I think that like he was, he had a bigger heart in the last thing I saw him in. <laughs> yeah. He did. He had the heart, the spirit of Christmas on his side. And in this, he's like, I just care that my son is famous, but I don't care about him when he's not. Um, also, a fun Muppet Christmas Carol fact is that the scene where he, where Elton is like floating as he's playing piano, uh-huh. um, there's a GQ, there's a GQ video of Taryn. Edgar, uh, hello, Egerton. Egerton. Um, <clears throat> one day I'll get it. Um, Taryn Egerton, uh, when he's floating, he was like, I think that I look like one of the Marley brothers in um, Up It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> if you, and That's if you watch them funny. both side by side, which I did because it I does? watched it four times, it really does. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. There's, there's, I didn't. <laughs> This is amazing. Um, I'm just having the best time right now. Also, I feel like I'm I'm like pride myself on my celebrity slash sorry my dog's barking like celebrity slash actor sightings like random and you are you are maybe more talented than I am at that. <laughs> That's big for me to say. Do you know what I'm talking about? I didn't really word it correctly. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think that's you know like- that D-list actor from that one fucking <laughs> random TV show they did on ABC that had two seasons in 2006. Oh, honey, I am that D-list actor. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> uh, also, this is a throwback to an older episode, so listeners would like really appreciate this. But I think we should cast Helen Taylor as Elton John and Sarah Paulson as John Reed. Oh um, my fucking god! Because, uh, but the difference is, I don't believe that Helen Taylor, even as that character, would ever do that to Sarah Paulson. <laughs> I think she loves her too much. I think they love each other too much. You know what? Maybe Sarah Paulson is playing um, Bernie Toppin. And we'll cast... We see her and Holland Taylor have sex. <laughs> we, we won't. We'll actually see Holland Taylor oh. and Darren Chris have sex. because they... Oh! 
I think that it's possible for Darren Chris to like be gay for a while, even Ryan Murphy. So, oh my god! So in Ryan Murphy's Rocket Man miniseries, Holland no. playing Elton John, Darren Chris is going to be playing John Reed, and no. Sarah Paulson, in an in an Emmy winning turn, is going to be playing Bernie Taupin. The thing that upsets me is that you're not far from something that actually could happen. Oh, it's happening. Ryan Murphy sent out the contracts today. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ryan Murphy's name makes my skin crawl. And I watch his fucking content. I still go back and I watch it. Every time I watched Ratchet, I did all that. I haven't watched it yet. Was it good? It was good. If Sarah Paulson wasn't the star and if it wasn't, spoiler alert, a little bit gay, I wouldn't have watched it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, right. if Ryan Murphy, if Ryan Murphy gave me a call, I'd be like, "Yeah." I'll oh, call. absolutely! Yeah. I'd be like, "I'm such a big fan. Glee changed my life, but really wrecked <laughs> my life." And I think he's really good at like, I think he's great at creating an idea. I don't think he's good at executing it. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> that's, that's literally so true. So Ryan Murphy, Deb, and I are asking you to. Call me, call me, you're the one. (laughs) Anyway, we're leaving our numbers. We're going to tweet our numbers um, and you can reach us there. I know you're listening. I know you're listening. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Okay, we we have to talk about that last scene. Oh wait, no. Okay, before we do that, um... The angry reprise. Devin's running this episode. <laughs> I, I love it so much. I'm sitting back. Enjoying okay. okay. Yes. The angry reprise. I mean, it's not a reprise. I mean, it kind of is because we hear it at the beginning. We hear a choir sing Goodbye Yellow Brick Road in the beginning. They're like, um, but then we also, But then we also get um, Bernie. In the indie restaurant, being like, "Well, now you're gonna come down." But it's so, and that's shortly after we get like an Evita chorus, being like, "So sad, so sad, the thing that happened to you." Like, and they're like singing for Elton. I there was a moment where I turned to Logan, our brother, our other brother, and I was like, "Maybe this film is like Elton's version of like Evita." Ooh, which I think. If you like look closely, there's a lot of similarities there. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a moment where he's dying, but he like lives and she does not. Um. <laughs> I love that is a moment in the second in the second half of the movie that I do really enjoy is when he has like the overdose or whatever and then or whatever and they it's such a musical theater moment of like them lifting him up and like the I I love that. <gasps> It's so good when yeah. he's singing Rocket Man and like there's yeah. like interpretive dance, there's like contemporary dance happening. Yeah. And it's like, think I'm gonna be alone. And then he's like doing flips and shit. It's yeah. so cool. It is so freaking cool. And also the scene where he's in the water and he sees young Elton in like the yeah. space suit or whatever. And, yeah. and young Elton's like playing up at him and like singing. It's crazed. Crazed. It's truly like a celebration of gay theater. <laughs> You're that is something that is something that i appreciate about this movie i haven't seen bohemian rhapsody but i've only heard like pretty bad things and i feel like it's because um freddie mercury couldn't be involved and like i think like no matter how inaccurate this is and no matter how um how much elton may have like made people look better or like 
or, you know, your memory of something happening is probably not going to be the most accurate version of what it was, but it's his story. And I appreciate him telling it from his perspective. Um, and that it's, that it's a queer perspective and that we, that really obviously shows in like the final product. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's just so much to celebrate about the film. I think I, I had a hard time like the second watch I was like oh like there's a lot about this film that is like bad I think the book is kind of bad the sorry the the screenplay um, <laughs> um uh, I, I I think that like some of the scenes feel really like cringy but also I think the actors do really well with that material I think that they're like sort of leaning into like the it's it's very soft in moments and like sometimes it just feels sort of like an after school special it's like oh like especially because he's still alive like he's yeah and like there's yeah. there are parts of the film where i'm like oh like this would really land if like he if like this is like a tr-. and like it is a tribute to elton john but it's also like he it gets a little dicey in terms of like i feel like, like that yeah I feel like that's like the biopic cliches getting into it because I feel like usually when biopics are made, it's after someone has passed and like that, I think that's like partly expectation. And so like, I think, I think that's part of the reason why like I pull out of it. Also, what did, what do you guys think about the framing device of him going to um, AA uh, and, and like telling his story? Did that I actually happen? I'm assuming it did. Well, I, I don't think it was like that. Like, ex- I'm assuming he went to AA, but I don't think he was like, and this is my whole life, and this is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> but, maybe, but maybe that was exactly how it happened. Maybe. <laughs> thought, that, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I thought it was like... If that's how it actually went down, like as close, like if that closely was how it went down in real life, like I, it it is what it is. It was a vehicle for him to like narrate the whole story. But to me, it seemed like a little bit like the easy thing to do. It was like, I don't know. How are we going to have him narrate and tell the story? Have him go to AA the whole I mean, there was nothing wrong with it. It just seemed like a it like a little bit done before. Yeah, I think I think it all. I feel I bad if that's of, actually how it actually happened. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I don't. Okay, so I mean, I think you really overdone. <laughs> yeah, if you go to AA, that's overdone. Um, <laughs> that's but, cliche. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> um, I think also that like it feels. I think that the screenplay itself like feels very formulaic and like the scenes that happen in between the numbers like feel <laughs> somebody, one of the critics like described it as a paint by number of biopics, mm-hmm. um, just like filling in each of the, each just like checking off boxes. And I think that is true. I think it is sort of bogged down in that, but I also think that like there, the moments, the musical moments in the piece are so sort of like, <laughs> I don't want to say boundary pushing, but like innovative and like, and really uh, they, they also just, um, they evoke feeling in a really beautiful way. I think that it's, um, it's, it's super, it's super interesting to like sort of 
uh, investigate those moments of his life through uh, the musical sounds of, of the songs that he's written. And also part of the process was um, devising with a band, like with Taryn in the room, with Elton in the room, and with like a bunch of other musicians in a room and being like, okay, so I think this song is going to be about this part of my life. Like, what can we do to like make this sound different and new and cool? Um, and I think that was done really beautifully. I thought. Yeah, that I love really that. Like, I love that. Like his. We weren't just getting a a recreation of the songs as we know them. I like that they were they were. Um, and Elton said something about that of that about like him wanting Taryn to actually be singing in the film and for them to not use Elton's voice. And like, I, I love that um, we're sort of getting like a reimagining of, of all these songs that we know um, in the context of the movie. Um, another part I was thinking of that actually isn't, there is a m musical component to it, but um, um, I think another part that was done really well in the movie is um, Elton's marriage to um, his wife. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a very brief moment in the movie, but I think the story is, and maybe it's because there's not really that much written of it. Yeah. There's not a lot of dialogue, but it tells you so much in like such a short amount of time of like, first them getting married and then like that that breakfast table scene just like tells you so much like in just a short moment it is Ooh. it is so good of, also yeah um celinda scone maker who plays his wife um she's she's a big star she's a big big star go look her up um she's done some she's done some musicals um back in her day um but uh yeah, there's something really nice about like getting that moment in the middle of the fit in the middle of like a very heavy part of the film. I think that it's like, I think that profiling that is like essential within Elton's story and within like the story that we're being presented. Um, I think that like, because I, there's a part of me that like celebrates that part of his life. And even though like that was a, that was a part where he was like concealing part of himself, there's something like, freeing to him about like checking off one of his mother's boxes or checking off one mm. of the world's boxes and like he i i think that we that they cat they cast it so well between the two of them because they're they immediately feel like friends um like the moment that they meet each other in that studio like it's like oh they have something really special and um that's that's something too that just like in um queer history is so heartbreaking like the idea of like a beard and like having someone who just like has a mutual understanding of who you are and your lifestyle but like will still be there for you and like be committed to you in a beautiful way and I think that is portrayed really well within like the three four minutes that like she is actually featured in the film yeah that's impressive to do in such a small amount of time with yeah. like such a small amount of scenes yeah, especially it's, because there are, like, full films that, like, talk about that part of people's lives, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's Isn't it so wild to think that Elton was ever married to a woman? He's so, so gay. How did the public ever think that he was straight? How could they... 
People believe what they want to believe. That's true, Peyton. You're right. Mm. (laughs) And so we never believed Dalton was straight. (laughs) (laughs) We said, that boy is gay as hell. (laughs) We said, that bitch is back. We said, oh, no, no, no. I'm still standing for your rights as a gay man. (laughs) You deserve the world. I will say also, I looked up their wedding outfits and they definitely updated them for the movie oh really (laughs) they they are stunning (laughs) they look stunning in the movie they look so in the the, in real life you're like yes that was 1986 (laughs) but but today you're like damn that is gorgeous (laughs) uh yeah i haven't seen their actual wedding photos that's that would be a cool thing. <laughs> Wait, can you see this? Oh my god! <laughs> okay, they do. They're she does purple. wear a flower crown. Yeah, yeah. He actually, the outfit he wears at the very end um, of the movie in in the AA meeting looks very similar to what he wore at the wedding. Mm. Not the devil look. Not the one with the horns. <laughs> the one with the rainbow hat and the white suit. Yes. Just for listeners who could have been confused. Um, <laughs> I, I, okay, also, we haven't unpacked the choreography of I'm Still Standing, like, right before it gets into the music video, where he does the little leg lifts on Little Kid, where he's like, little kid! Yeah. Literally, <laughs> that, that is very queer. There's something very queer about those leg lifts. Leg um, lifts? I, could, could I think leg lifts in general queer. are queer, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We've trademarked it. Leg lifts. Leg All lifts. leg lifts are queer. queer. <laughs> Belong to our community. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Crazy. Oh my gosh. <sighs> this movie's um, a ride. That was wow. the first time I feel like took a breath. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've hit a lot of moments. Is there any is there any other uh, parts that that are essential before we start wrapping up. When Richard Madden, Richard Madden <laughs> sings. Richard Madden sings. Oh, he does sing. Yeah, he, yeah. And like, it's kind of rough for a second, but then you get behind it. And um, there's, <laughs> I okay. There's nothing better than like just seeing two gays shopping in a musical sequence <laughs> in a film. I don't think we've ever really gotten that. There. That scene reminds me so much of when. Uh, in High School Musical 3 when Sharpay and Ryan are singing <laughs> I Want It All. <laughs> because it's like on a stage and like they're going like different locations and everything. So I, it really reminds me of I Want It All. I'm sorry. There's something about it, there's something about it that is, um, and I hate pulling this memory out of my brain because I'm really scared of it, but um, John Travolta and Nikki Blonsky shopping and... <laughs> yes 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 when he's getting his hair done and everything yes Yes. it is very um oh my god God, i love that scene though oh mama go 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 i love that movie okay listen i love the hairspray musical movie is such a good musical adaption it's so good (laughs) i think john travolta is so good don't don't spread this don't spread that. I was don't spread this. Listeners, Deb, Deb don't tell anyone. Yeah. Listeners, don't tell anyone that Deb likes John Travolta in Hairspray. I stand John Travolta in Hairspray. No, I think he's so weird, but I just, I think he, 
he was so funny. As I don't know, whatever. I think I think he's very endear. I think he's very endearing as Edna. I think he's very endearing as Edna. Um, and also, uh, we stand Amanda Bynes. That is one of the best comedic performances of any musical or movie or musical movie at anything. Amanda Bynes is a fucking star in that movie. Amanda Bynes literally. Okay, Big Fat Liar did wonders for her career. <laughs> liar how about her own tv show the amanda oh. show <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah or she's the man that's that was the- a little that was a little before devin's time the man okay show. what about okay. she's the man <laughs> she's okay, the man I'm, yes iconic also, in her house i think it's funny that peyton thinks that i'm like a baby or something but i was there for the amanda show i just forgot Aww. for a second i dawson had a creek and moody did have a point yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, but also, but also, she's the man is amazing. Easy A, which like was her piece out. Love um, Easy A. Sorry, she my literally. She, oh my god! Hey, you're <laughs> oh my god. That, okay. Like, campaign um, for campaign for Deb to be Mama Cass in the Mama Cass <laughs> biopic film because she is a true alto. We found it. I am a true alto, and we're both thick. So please, oh my god, I would die. Party I, at Mama Cass's. I would die. But yeah, Elton John. Okay, okay. Also, um, anytime I hear your song, I just melt into a big old puddle, like a fat one, a fat puddle. <laughs> um, I. This is the the queerest and the most beautiful I've ever seen your song in a film. Yeah. The Straits tried to appropriate your song in Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge which we said I no, no, no. Moulin Rouge, but it's actually so saying it this Rouge. way in a, yeah. from a queer perspective by the p- person that wrote it, it's mm-hmm. it fits differently. Though I do love it in Moulin Rouge. And in an interview, yeah. Bernie Taupin was like, Bernie Taupin was like, "That's almost exactly how it happened." that your song was written he was like i wrote it at the breakfast table and and then i heard him playing it like yeah and it's so beautiful yeah i want love (laughs) 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 anyway um (laughs) didn't didn't elton john write the billy elliott musical too no oh no who did (laughs) wait maybe okay don't fight me on this. Um, <laughs> Some of the kids' moments Ryan, reminded me so much of Billy Elliot, the musical. For sure. Honestly? For sure. Especially the teenage Elton. I was like, he definitely played Billy Elliot on Broadway. Wait, Maybe he okay. just right. height. He needs a little boy that sings. It was written by Elton John Devin, the music. Yeah, it was. Okay. Elton the John. one time, the one time that I knew something about musical theater that Devin didn't. <laughs> okay, and now I'm being dragged. Yeah. This is Peyton's <laughs> show. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably the only listener I've ever dragged, or the only guest I've ever dragged. Peyton said, "I yes, Deb did drag a Deb Deb dragged a guest. Peyton, I don't think has." I usually I usually get dragged. I usually get dragged. Damn. Like that one time that that I mixed up Daniel Craig and Liam Neeson. How dare you? That one I laughed for like five minutes. Probably. Or you mixed up. Was it those two celebrities? I don't know. I thought it was. No, Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Owen. (laughs) That was the hardest I've ever 
ever laughed while recording an episode and i don't know why it was so funny to this day but i i that and when i when i aaron udick's episode when i was putting my fingers in the air like i was fingering a ghost oh. <laughs> he that was, was so funny. do you remember that that's a deep cut mm-hmm. i i think i do no, I, I it's all of it is like slowly I literally You're so sweet. I can't believe you listened to all all to a lot of episodes this week. That's a lot. I did. Well, I I had listened to a few when Peyton initially asked me if I'd do it. I got the offer and I was like, well, let's see what the show's about before I say yes. <laughs> well, I booked it, so I might as well watch it. <laughs> um, I was like, if they're really asking me, I guess I should figure out what the show's about. Um, I was like, it's gay, there's some movies. I think that's probably something I can get behind. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> But then I was like, okay, I'm coming on. I should know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> so I know all about it. I know about the rating systems. I know about the, the queer stuff. I feel like you're probably our most prepared guest ever. Well, yeah. you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> what should should I we say? read the movie? Is yeah, it let's read the movie. Yeah. Rating the movie. Here we go. Okay, um, so how are we starting? <laughs> I feel like we should let you run it. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 boys and girls. Let's <laughs> let, so let me play. Let me play guest for a second, and actually, I don't know what I'm talking about. Here at Queer Movie Night, we use two um, different rating scales. The first that we use is one that we borrowed called the Vita Russo test. Um, it's a, a film critic uh, um, sort of test that. Um, is uh, taking a look at queer representation in film. And so it it has three rules. One is that um, the film has to have queer identifying characters. Two, that these queer characters have to be, um, have more um, personality traits than being queer. And and third is that uh, removing these characters from the film would uh, change the plot significantly. Obviously this film passes all three uh, pretty easily. Yeah, and then we yeah. also rate it on the Kinsey scale, zero being completely heterosexual and six being completely homosexual. Like the gayer, the better. And like what you said, I liked what you said last episode, Peyton, to explain the rating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the episode that's actually next, but we're, we're oh. recording these out of order. <laughs> it's okay. I don't care if, <laughs> all, if the listeners know. But um, yeah, I just, uh, I like to tell the guests because sometimes it's confusing um, that I usually base the um, the Kinsey scale test off of how well the film represents queer people um, in, in addition to how well I like the movie. But um, but uh, yeah, sometimes you really like a movie, but it doesn't really depict the queer characters very well. So I try to lean on uh, that way. Um, for this movie, I... I don't know. I find it hard to not give it a six because it comes from a queer perspective and I feel like it, it, um, I want to give it a 5.5 because like, I wish there was more, more gay sex in it. I know that it has much more gay sex than had it been made by a straight filmmaker, but, um, but I could have used more. 
I can always use more gay sex. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, like I think every film is a 5.5 in my book. And <laughs> every film, um, <laughs> um, I, I, I was having trouble, like as I was thinking, because I was thinking about what I would read it, like as I was watching, and I was like, huh. Uh, because it is tricky because it is based on like a actual perspective that has been lived and like that perspective is queer. Um, but I also like think that if we're getting into semantics, like there were non-queer creators on the film who like were mm. consulted on the creation of the thing and of how the story would be depicted in that, in that sense. I also know that there was a big struggle like in terms of rating the film as like throughout the process of the creation of the idea like I know that there was a lot of censorship surrounding the film and like there is a lot of censorship surrounding the film in other countries but I I think that I would give it a stay five I think that there's like because there's Elton is Elton was integral in casting the film but I also think that like the role of Elton John just should be played by a queer identifying person um, absolutely and uh I while I appreciate the story being told, I think it's executed pretty damn beautifully um, in a lot of, throughout a lot of the film. Um, I just, there, I feel like if I'm truly going to rate it a six, I shouldn't be asking for more. And I have a tendency to ask for more here. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say five. I'm going to say five as well. I think it's a great movie. I think it's objectively made very well. And I think, it's beautiful to the eye. The music is great. But there is something about this movie that I just didn't connect with. And I'm so sorry to say this is the, the, the last couple minutes. I liked it. I didn't dislike it. This was my second time watching it. I've seen it before. But I love Elton John. I've always loved him. And for some reason, this, this movie takes me out of my love for him. When it should double down. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that I think I have a a suspicion that I maybe don't like Taryn that well. Wow. I know. I didn't want to say any of this, but I was like, oh, I guess it is. A, I guess is there a opinion? Now that, true. Now that you bring true. it up, now that you bring it up, I feel like I connected much more to the younger Elsons than I actually did to Taryn. Yeah. In this film. And I, I feel like, like one of I feel like it's, it's, I'm sure it inherently is partly because he's not queer, but also I feel like a lot of things in this depiction of Elton sort of happened to Elton as opposed to him being like an active part in it. Um, and so, yeah, and that's, I don't know if there's anybody to point fingers at, but that. I but I also don't want to, I don't also want to seem, seem like I hated it because I absolutely did not. I was. Yeah delighted to watch it a second time but that reaction is valid yeah yeah i there was just something that i was like and you know what else too i saw like rocket man and bohemian rhapsody came out so close to each other and i saw both around the same time and they're so similar that not in a way where i like like bohemian rhapsody better bohemian rhapsody could have been anything i think i'm just like a little bit over biopics right now yeah and i just watched the trailer for the new david bowie one and it literally looks like the same i heard that that one they can't they couldn't get the rights to any david bowie music so there's like what any david bowie music in it 
Isn't that wild? What? Okay. <laughs> David Bowie. David Bowie's about to be oh, like what? somewhere. <laughs> it's just gonna be david bowie's covers that's so funny that's absolutely true I, but did I you really guys see so i do want to guys... give it a five because i liked it and it was really well made and it was really good and i think it's i think it's a, wonder, a wonderful watch it just yeah. is this just is totally this is totally unrelated to anything but did you guys watch judy I love Judy. <laughs> I haven't. I have not seen it. I haven't. Oh, you gotta watch you it. Have run, don't walk. <laughs> I have to see run. It. Don't really... walk. Oh my to god. Netflix or whatever it's on. Judy was one of the last movies I saw in theaters in like January. I would have liked to have seen it in theaters. Kayla and I sobbed, sobbed. I am sure that I will sob. I love Renee and I love Judy. So she like, is amazing in it. <sighs> oh did you like it, baby? Why'd you bring it up? I did like it because he sang somewhere over the rainbow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, that one, that one felt different. That one didn't feel like the, I felt, well, maybe because I it think, was less of a musical. Yeah. And I think because it, it focused I mean, it on one, it focused on one particular time in her life as opposed to like her whole life. Yes. I think that that makes it different than like a regular biopic. And it, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It makes it more intimate and like personal, I guess. Yeah. You're right. It's on Amazon prime. If anyone wants to I watch know. it, seriously watch run, it. don't walk. Wait, I she know. won an Oscar. She won the Oscar, right? She did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well deserved. Well deserved. Yeah. I didn't doubt it either. I was like, yeah, she's going to win. <laughs> and then she gave us the weirdest, uh, most disconnected three-minute speech of any Oscar speech I've ever seen. <laughs> she, and I still stan her because I think she's <laughs> batshit crazy and I love her. <laughs> standing, standing, Renee, standing Renee, similar to standing Julia Stiles, like Will always. <laughs> We'll always give we'll always give points in my book. Like is Julia Stiles crazy? Yeah. No. I was gonna say, <laughs> No no no. I was gonna say wait, I agreed with you and then I was like, wait, is Julia crazy? I she mean she did seems like she's minding her think, business in her middle age. <laughs> I think she's pretty sane because she I loved her as the news reporter in Hustlers. I also haven't seen Hustlers. Oh, you've got to, Devin. You oh my God, you have to it. watch it. It's so good. It's so I good. Know. It's like Julia Stiles' triumphant return to the screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, I, I haven't seen her in a while. Uh, yeah. She's been hiding. I feel she's like she hiding. did the Bourne movies and then she didn't do anything. She oh wait, she the- was she was the sister in um in that Jennifer Lawrence movie with Bradley Cooper. Um, Silver Linings Playbook? Yeah, she's her sister. I almost said Serena. Wasn't that the bad one they did together? Yes, yeah, Serena. I haven't seen that one. Why would I yeah. think that first? Not the and Oscar it, winning one. Was that based on Serena Vanderwoodson? Um, no. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Okay. Although I wish. Jennifer Lawrence's Serena Vanderwoodson would be bad <laughs> casting. And, 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 that, and that would mean that Julia Stiles would play Eric, right? Because she's the sibling. 
Which would be great casting. Honestly, I would love to see Julia Stiles as Serena Vanderwoodson's gay brother, Eric. Julia Stiles, Julia Stiles is the only straight actor that I will allow to play a queer role. A gay man. A gay man. Uh, uh, Devin, is there anything that you want to plug social media? Okay, so my Insta is Devon, D-E-V-O-N dot Spencer, S-P-E-N-C-E-R dot L-Y-N-C-H. That's Lynch. Um, and I also currently have a musical theater account where I just post videos of performances that I think are good. Um, that's titled Belter Skrelter. Everybody go follow it. It's really, it's up and coming. It's got 57 followers. Um, uh, I also, if anybody is interested, I'm currently doing a, I'm in a couple of shows right now that are happening virtually, so anyone can see them. Um, Ride the Cyclone, which is a zany show about a bunch of choir kids who died on a, on a roller coaster. Um, that happens November 5th through the 15th, and more info is going to be on my pages if you follow them um and also myths and hymns which is happening later in december um so i am booked and blessed and i would love for you to come see me do my stuff and sing my songs that was a great plug for yourself yeah that was really good and i'm gonna follow you because i I need the belting page that's my better it's so fun um (laughs) You can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and you can follow Queer Movie Night on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow me, Deborah Duncan, on Twitter and at Deborah D. Bag on Instagram. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being a guest, Devin. I really appreciate it. Yes, Listen, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> anytime. Um, and make sure you guys stay tuned for the next episode um, in a couple weeks. We're going to have another special guest, uh, Jordan Stafford, and we're going to cover uh, Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, uh, Julie Newmar. Yeah. <laughs> That was great. So that was perfect. So good. <laughs> should we should we end on a three part harmony? We'd like to do this with guests who can sing. <laughs> That's me. I'm one of them. Okay. Yeah. Yes, let's I do think, it. I think we have to a Zoom harmony. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net. Did I hit a weird note because it took a while? And I was no, like, I think I did a dissonant note or something. Yeah, it kind of was dissonant. I was like, what is going on? Wait. It was very it was very Dave Malloy of Great Comet fame. <laughs> Ooh, okay, wait. <laughs> Great Comet. Ingrid Michaelson's only Broadway role that she had for one second. Broadway um, debut. Yes. Uh, wait, somebody do what? another note real quick. I wanted to. Goodbye. <laughs> Wait, okay, I'll do another one. It'll be peppier. That one was a okay, little okay, sad. Okay. okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> I went full <laughs> I'm sorry. I like to just hit Kathy Nugini's note <laughs> in, the, in Hocus Pocus in the beginning when they're all about to be hung. Good boy. <laughs> Did you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yes, yes. That weird, I thought, that like dissonant chord. I just sang Kathy Najimi's note. Okay, I straight up thought you were going to reference Kathy Najimi's note in Sister Act. Me like, too. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
It wasn't high <laughs> enough, but that was my, like, I talked about Kathy and Jimmy to my wife for like an hour last night and how much uh, I love her and how much Kathy she Kathy and Jimmy should have had a Melissa McCarthy yes. type That's coming my up. My favorite tweet you have ever tweeted, Peyton, is that she, tweet. She deserved. She deserved at least at least a nomination for. Yes, Sister she Act. did. And in, like, in Sister Act alone, her like she, it's one of the best comedic performances of all time. She okay. okay. Also, in in Search of Doctor Seuss, didn't get enough press, but it <laughs> absolutely, it absolutely should have garnered her at least a nomination. I <laughs> am a big proponent of Kathy Najimy. Also, I don't know if anybody watches, but I'm sure you you all do. You're queer as hell, but I'm um, shameless. <laughs> Yeah. Emmy Rossum, Emmy Rossum was robbed of a nomination. Emmy Rossum was robbed of a win. Emmy Rossum should have won big time. And also, this is a weird piece of trivia, but the producers were initially submitting the show as a drama because they wanted Emmy to win. And then as she was because she wasn't even getting results, they switched it, they switched to nominating it for a comedy, and that's when William H. Macy started winning. Which <gasps> is fucked. That is fucked. Very that that's actually really irritating. I don't yeah. like that at all. What do we think of her as Christine? <laughs> stop, stop. It's I, I think, think she's she shameless. Did, I don't know. I think she did fine, but I think Minnie Driver should have gotten an Oscar for that. Oh, don't even okay. get me started on Minnie Driver in that movie. Okay. Oh, Minnie yeah. Driver, Minnie Driver's oh. voice acting, Minnie Driver's voice acting in Tarzan. Nobody talks about it, but it's so good. That's my wife's favorite. My That's wife so loves her voice in Tarzan. She's she's oh really good in Tarzan. Oh my god, she's good. We always go. Oh, back to Phantom. Always go. They love me. Love me. Love me. I might need to watch it again just for her. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah, you got like, Patrick that- Wilson in there. That's good. Not oh yeah, I forgot that he's in it. I do think I that he's Patrick kind Wilson. of. I do think that he's kind of utterly boring in that film. But um, that film is. That but film so is, is that boring. role. But so um, is that it, role. Yeah, I agree. That's a boring role. Yeah. But um, I think that Emmy like made up for Christine by. Do- I think that she was that when she got the script for Shameless, she was like, "This is the thing that's going to redeem it." Yeah, and also, uh, <laughs> Anne Hathaway was supposed to play Christine, and she said she turned it down. Because she needed to film Princess Diaries 2, The Royal Engagement. So then Emmy was cast. And yes, Emmy's career was, was started because of it. So if Anne Hathaway wouldn't have said no, Emmy Rossum might not be here today. Emmy Rossum did do Phantom and then did Poseidon. and then Poseidon! Yes! <laughs> She's also in um, The Day After Tomorrow, too, I think. Yeah, yes, she yeah. is. Remember the iconic scene when she's like, Jake Gyllenhaal, our bodies together. That's how we're going to get warm. <laughs> that was that was her exact line reading, was Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> look at us together, our bodies are warm. <laughs> oh, my God. Nikki, I'm so sorry. We, we are popping yeah. off. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I might have to go soon, though. Yeah, no, 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 we, we should need um, to go. We need to go. I love you all very much. We love you too. I, yes. Go to sleep. Go to sleep, everyone. But it's late. 